Yo, what up? I'm Phil Rivers. This is Ignore the Headlines. All right, Phil Rivers. Thank you. What's- I, I had to beg, borrow, and steal to get you on. All your, That's all your, all your handlers. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do everything in my power. I had to, I had to send direct mail. Um, <laughs> anyway. The listeners, they should believe everything they hear. That's right. That's right. No, like five percent. Um, so thank you, thank you for popping on. So I want you to give everyone a background, like last five to ten years of what you've done, and then also what you're really focused on right now. All right, I give my super. Super high-level background. So I'm um, born and raised in L.A., moved to New York 10, 10 years ago to New York City. Um, knew no one, had no money, figured it out. Um, ultimately, work, I was fascinated with SaaS and startups at the time and was little by little jaded by, jaded by life, realizing that, you know, what you're sold really isn't what you get when, mm-hmm. in the startup world. So anyways, I had a side hustle that was pretty much just like arbing agency services um, media buying, web design, email and stuff. And ultimately left my, my, my last software job, um, just to go all in on just like figuring out my own thing. And I, uh, cut all the stuff I was arbing with the exception of email at the time, because it was my greatest strength and what I had the most confidence in. And so it's like, Oh, I could, I could sell this and, and do it. And at the time I wanted zero employees, zero overhead. I just wanted it to be just me. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, I had a uh, like a e-com store, supplement line. I was self-funding, and it was I was ra- running that business as if I had raised, but I hadn't. So I was paying all this money for acquisition, but the churn kept happening. But I didn't have enough money to, to get far enough along. So Perfect. it was like s- s- treading water, slowly, slowly dying. And I had a conversation with my dad and about this scenario. I have these two businesses. He's like, dude, you have one foot on the dock, one foot on the boat, you need to commit to one thing. And based on where the agency is at at the time, that's probably going to be your thing, but you have to make your own decision. Ultimately, that was the decision. And um, then I quickly realized that if I'm going to run a real business, I can't just be me. Otherwise, I'm just a glorified freelancer and I don't have one boss. I have 10 bosses. Now. Right. And so then ultimately, I just like focused, put my head down and started building the agency. Um, and this is in 20, 2018. Um, and now fast forward, there's been obviously a ton of lessons along the way, um, from, a growing from a marketing, selling operational standpoint. Um, but now I recently merged with another agency. We have a team of 30, 35 people. Um, and now it's much different than what I obviously initially envisioned in 2017 when I got into this racket in the first place. Yeah. Well, we're going to dive into that decision to merge, but um, a congrats and um, you know it's it's interesting to me because yeah everyone says I don't want to have a boss I don't want to have a boss you know I want to be my own my own man you know I don't want to screw the man all all of that right all the cliches you merged with someone do you feel like we don't don't go into any other details and simply do you feel like there's like kind of a man now like partially. Or like, no, that's not how it's set up. Not, not, not really. I think that the biggest learning experience for me is me getting accustomed to not having everything, all the problems come to me and now they go to someone else. Mm-hmm. I think that's, and getting me getting comfortable with that. Like, yo, I'm used to having 10 people come to me with their problems, whatever they be, whatever those problems are every day. 
now I don't really hear about any problems. And so, but in terms of my relationship with my now partner, I don't feel that way. I don't feel like I have a boss. Cool. Yeah. So a true partner, that's what it feels like. And even operationally. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of burdens been lifted off, so that feels nice. Um, so, okay, cool. So I was talking to you probably six months ago, I think four to six months ago. And you introduced four to six, I think four. Yeah. You introduced the idea that, you know, you might be interested in merging, selling, um, but you weren't sure. And we kind of went back and right. forth on that. Some, some good conversations. And I'm, you know, in my world and what I'm doing, pretty much everything is to build or buy and hold long-term, but I want assets, you know, like operating companies that are sellable. Like I want the optionality, but I don't really intend to sell. Right. And, and some of that is probably out of control. Some of it is the way that the businesses are being managed financially. And so it's just kind of my, my whole direction is to keep them. So four years ago, you started having some success. I think maybe even two years ago, it really started to have like a pretty big uptick um, from a, a gross revenue perspective. Were you already thinking at that time, hey, I, I might build something here that I could really sell and have like a win? Or was this, you know, we started talking about it four months ago. Is that when that really started to enter your mind? Or had you been thinking potentially about selling for a while? What I had thought about it two years ago was really just the, uh, the optionality of right now. I like I am a big component of this of this business, so is not would not be in a position to sell. Right. But at some point, I'm gonna I'm an entrepreneur through and through. At the end of the day, and I told you this when we you and I first met that I made this commitment to myself when I started the, when I committed to the agency in 18, based on my dad's advice, um, that I wasn't going to be distracted by other things until the business got to a place. Yep where I was afforded the opportunity to do that. And so I, and I was just like, I was at that juncture, right? And you and I talked about it when we met initially this year. And so when a couple, uh, uh, like two years ago, it was really just like, I'm gonna, it was not like I'm gonna sell, but rather I wanna build this so I have the option to sell or put in an operator so I can back out. And it's essentially, I'm holding this company. I can focus yeah. on whatever I want. And it was like little by little starting to get there where you know, because now I was at that point where I could start to buy it off something else if I wanted right. to, where I was backed out to the little by little. So I, so I had the freedom to, to do that. Cool. So you talked to a couple different groups that were interested. And I think this is helpful for people that are right on the beginning of their entrepreneurial journey. I think it's good to have some sort of intention and it feels a little unfair to just always say, Oh, I just want optionality. Like we both just said that, <laughs> but I do think you have to have some like binary. I'm, I like options, but I'm kind of going this route or that route. Mm -hmm. Um, you got to a point where you decided, all right, I'm, I'm interested in, in selling, um, merging, however you want to phrase that. And so, um, I think it's good for people that are kind of young or early on in their entrepreneurial journey to know, hey, where I start isn't necessarily where I have to end, but I do think it's important to build towards one intention or the other. Um, it's hard to live in that in-between constantly. And you, I think you were heads down, like you said, like I wanted to build something that was kind of exitable. Is that a word? I don't know. Um, I don't know, but we can make yeah. it a word. So, um, 
<laughs> just making up words on ignore the headlines is what we do. So you you got to that point and then how did you go about that? You said, all right, I, I'm kind of interested or did people come to you and just by happenstance, you're kind of in that zone of, you know, your, your sellers, you know, not your buyer's window, but your, your seller's window. Is that what happened organically or did you go out and start to tell people you're interested? Yeah. So I had at the, at the time I had thought that like, you know, I will, the business will be in a position to sell and, and I'll be ready to in a 12 to 24 months. Mm-hmm. Right. At that point, either I back, I'm still operating, but it, I'm, I'm operating as if I'm W2 sort of employee. So I could be replaced like it's set up or there's another operator there by at that point in time. And I could exit if I wanted yeah. to. Um, but when, so what happened was I had uh, four or five different parties hit me up within like a week's time and ask me if I'd be interested in selling unsolicited. So I didn't, I didn't tweet about this, that I was interested in it. I didn't say a word to anyone. Cause gotcha. I wasn't. And then I was like, I'm not very religious, but I was like, you know, this is intriguing that four independent parties hit me up at the re- relatively same time to ask me about this. I was like, I should at least entertain. The it's idea. a sign. Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so, um, it was pretty clear out of the gate that two of the parties, we just like weren't aligned just from a value strictly valuation standpoint mm-hmm. and what the, the after scenario of an acquisition looked like. So out of the gate, it was just, that was a no go. And it, so it came down to, uh, to two different parties and one of them, uh, they re- they wanted me to just be out entirely. Like they wanted to buy hundred percent and I would have an earn out and I'd be done. Um, but also part of the reason why I didn't want that outcome is because I, one, I wasn't ready to be out, out, but then two, the last like two years of the business, a lot of what I had been doing was selling sort of like, hmm, I'll say consulting coaching rather than agency right. services, which has a much lower LTV than agency mm-hmm. services. And so the value that was pinned on the business was partially fit ha- like ha- uh, in terms of the trailing 12 months was off of a business model that I would say in retrospect is flawed. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't ready to sell outright at this point because I felt like I would be giving up upside that I would naturally accumulate just by letting time pass and continuing yeah. to build on the agency model and not the consulting model. And so with, with those folks, I was just like, we're just not aligned here and I'm, I'm shortchanging myself. So it didn't yeah. make sense. Got it. And uh, the other party, it was really just like more, it was, we were aligned from a vision standpoint. We were aligned from like, uh, from like uh, where my, what, what I want to do and what my strengths are, where I want to be spending mm-hmm. my time. And it just made a lot more sense than all the three other folks that had hit me up about it. Cool. So how long ago was that that you actually closed on that? I would say roughly two months. And you're West Coast, you're California. Where are they based? No. Oh, that's right. What you weren't? Oh, that's right. Born in in LA. That's right. Live in New York. And are they New York? They're okay. Northeast. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So, um, it's been a couple of months, honeymoon phase fading, uh, is kind of, uh, and what I mean by that, it's not negative, but kind of the excitement of that happening is kind of over, I think, or you're close to that. You're kind of in this new normal. And how do you feel? It was like, no, no, no so more. I, so for me, so like for, 
for me, maybe maybe this is just unique to my experience. Um, I, so I, I think the honeymoon phase hasn't started. Oh, okay. And for me, I, it's really just been sort of like the integration mm. of the team, of the clients, communications. And so it's been a lot of like what I would say is sort of just like okay. in the trenches, dirty work thus far. Um, and what, well, that's why I'm really excited for August, September to really sink my teeth in to the stuff that are yeah. the reason why I did the deal, you know? And so that's why I think like, I don't, I, I don't think the honeymoon phase <laughs> is here yeah. yet. That's why. So I'm particularly excited for the next 30, 60 days. All right. That makes sense. I hadn't really thought of it like that. I mean, yeah, I, I can see how hey, it's not so, uh, not so awesome. Just dealing with all the logistics and operations and yeah. all the admin stuff that comes with it. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just like, so it's like, deal happens, but then there's all this new stuff to do to sort of clean up the mess that we just made right. by doing the deal. And um, what's what's the process from a brand perspective and like client's relationship to this organization? Yeah, so on the client side, I pretty much just communicated with them that this, hap this, is ha this happened. We're just pretty much operating under a different nomenclature now, but their main touch points, everything else that will be run the same um, and gave them some context into like why sure. we're here in essence. Um, and, but it's pretty just like, I don't know. It's kind of just yeah. came and went on the client side. And there's a few clients I have like very, really good relationships with. So I told them, you know, I spoke to them yeah. differently than, than others about it given track record yeah. tenure or what have you. Um, but overall it was like, I don't know. I, I was, I don't really think anything of it. It just sort of. Just well, I mean, I think that's for a lot of people nice to hear because they think, oh man, it's going to be so painful. You know, people are almost frozen. Like, oh, I don't want to have to go through that with my clients and these relationships. And you know, Phil's like, eh, no big deal. It's fine. I mean, it's just like a, it's just the nature of the game. It's mm -hmm. it's uncomfortable at the time. Like you asked me before I started, I was like, I wasn't super tight about it, but I was like. <laughs> Who know, like a coup either way, and then it happened. I'm like, Did oh. anyone churn because of the transition? No. Yeah, that's awesome. Good. So you and I uh, both are kind of family guys, and um, and so what if anything with this whole change has been positive or negative, or like was informed by your family? Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say informed. I would say the biggest. One of the biggest things for me to get used to um, is not not operating the, the finances of the business is having fewer ownership benefits sure. than I once had. So that's a that's that's an that takes getting used to. Um, and so, really, I told my wife, I was like, "Yo, things are going to be different for a period of time um, while while we navigate the transition." But don't mm -hmm. worry, I got you. We'll be back. And so, but from a familial standpoint, not not really. Like my daughter's yeah. so young she's just oblivious right um but for my with my wife she's really much just like i trust your intuition if you want to do this i know I, I i don't understand in essence but i know mm. you know what you're doing to, and to put it in perspective like 2018 i joined a mastermind and at the time it was like 10 grand at the time i had never spent ten thousand i never spent right. one thousand yeah. dollars on anything let alone 10 and uh, i was so scared sweating and I told my wife, like, uh, I was so afraid to close that I was like, oh, I got to call my accountant to make sure because tax, blah, blah, blah. 
that I could pay the money. Even I had, didn't have to talk to the accountant, but I was so freaked out to spend the money. And but and the dude's like, all right, I'm gonna call you back at this time. So the whole time, I was a nervous wreck from when I hung up to when I knew this dude was calling me. And uh, I told my I told my wife I was like, yo, at the time I don't even know if we were married. Yet. No, we weren't married yet. At the time I was just like, you know, I'm gonna do this. It's expensive, but these are this is my logic and reasoning why. And um, she's like, then d- just do it. And do call me. I did it. Best decision I ever yeah. made. Like I wouldn't be here if That's I awesome. dropped that 10k. Um, and so now, like, now it's sort of just like a foundational part of our relationship. Like, I'll tell her about it, even though she can't grasp it entirely. And, but she's yeah. still part of it. I mean, us, you know, any married or not significant other or whatever, you know, there are so many supportive significant others behind the scenes of entrepreneurs that I think that gets looked over and how foundational that can be. And so these big changes. And I know that this hasn't dramatically impacted like the pace of your life or whatever, but, um, it's, it's, uh, it's still a change and, you know, it's, it's awesome to have support like that. Yeah, dude. I mean, like even as, uh, starting a family, having a baby and another one on the way soon, it's like, I wouldn't be able to work as much as I do without her picking up, doing stuff at home to give me the, the, the ability to sit here at this desk and earn, you know? So it really is a team effort, just like running a company with the employees, uh, not same as an employee, but it's really a team effort. We have to be aligned and um, on getting stuff done. So yeah, I just, I, I don't know. Same, yeah, I, mean, I have honestly. three and I'm, you know, my, my wife is a saint, so. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine. They're, they're, yeah. I always tell her she's stronger, tougher than I. <laughs> I'm That's what I always tell her. <laughs> that's awesome. I don't, I, I don't know if I'm going to encourage my wife to call me that, but you know, I'll, uh... oh, okay. <laughs> it definitely doesn't call me that. I just self-identify. Okay. I'm weaker than you. That's funny. So it's not a green light just to, to call you a little bitch. <laughs> no, no. Well, you know, congrats, man. I, I'm really and also just following your gut. Thanks, dude. I think that it's uh, something that I've become a lot more confident in in the last two or three years is when I'm really convicted about something and like in my gut, like I, I'm able to trust that more and more and more. And I still always seek advice just like you did in counsel people. I want perspective, Mm -hmm. but I also am really comfortable in my own skin now and trusting, you know, what, what I, what I feels right. And it's like the next step. And, you know, for me, you and I've talked about this for me, that next big step that I've had to really walk into is buying businesses. Um, I've always been a starter. Let's go. I'm coming up together. So, um, you know, I, uh, I've had to really lean into that and just, you know, admit to myself, like I can trust myself and I'm all along the way. I'm getting advice from people that are way ahead of me, which I'm really grateful for. Um, so that's, yeah, I think, I think it takes a lot of humility to ask for the advice though. Cause a lot of people like they ego gets in the way or they don't want to look stupid or whatever. And I think like, that's one of the, been, that's been one of the biggest learning experiences for me since I really started to, really focused on this journey back in 17, 18, it was just like, no, like having self-awareness and humility in it and knowing that it's like, it's all yeah. good not to fucking be the shit. All yes. the time. Well, congrats, man. Um, we're going to, we're going to wrap with something I call entertain the audience. So in case our conversation bored people to tears, you get an opportunity to 
entertain with something that you've consumed recently, business or otherwise. It could be a Netflix show. It could be something you ate that you think was amazing. It could be a book, movie. Like, I don't care. Just something that that you uh, want to share with people. Yeah. So I have two things. That they're, okay. kind of, they're very closely re- related. So um, I'm a huge fan hmm. of origin stories. Just in business and, and obviously um, fantasy yeah. superheroes and stuff like that, Batman or whatever. And I also love champions. I love like triumph, defying the odds, and becoming a champion. So, and some of this might be old news to some folks, but like I, like I, mm-hmm. I just took a two-week trip to Paris with my family, and it wasn't a vacation. It was very, uh, it was a business trip in the sense that there was a lot of family stuff that that was done there, and so it wasn't like I wasn't chilling, drinking martinis the whole time, unfortunately. So when I came back, I was like, I, I was get, getting over being sick. I was like, I need, ins- I want, I need like some inspiration, right? And so what I consumed was The Last Dance, the book, the yep. 978, 98 Bull story. Again, so I, I've seen it probably three times, but I'm just like, that's so good. And and the other piece that I'm that I'm reconsuming again is mm-hmm. um, Shoe yeah. Dog, the origin story of Nike. And so they're, obviously they go they're related because Michael Jordan mm-hmm. plays a part, obviously in both. But um, for me, just like when I when I need um, some inspo or something. I just like, yeah. I know I can go there and get it. And so I just finished watching the last dance and I'm just like now at this point, just picking apart shoe dog, not reading the whole thing, yeah. but like where I know the inspo is based on my notes in the margins. Um, so now I'm just like the, the market. Bill's watch coming. Out. Let's go. Awesome. Yep. So I hope that's, yeah, I hope that's entertaining well, forward slash helpful. Thank you for jumping on the podcast. And I am excited to see kind of how this whole deal goes over the, the next couple of years and what else you're going to do because I know you have a big appetite. All right. Yeah, let's buy deal. Some stuff. Right. Thanks, Thanks for having me, dude. I appreciate it.